Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Have you ever wondered how to achieve a cohesive and seamless looking aesthetic in your social media photos and website photos? Lightroom presets are basically just like photo filters, but better. Presets are carefully crafted and designed to adjust the detailed composition of photos like light and color to achieve a one-click beautiful outcome. I just launched a brand new preset, Sunshine and Cream, to my Details and Swirls preset collection. My presets are sold individually or come in a bundle pack of four with detailed instructions for easy one-click use. All you need is the free Lightroom app and a photo. It is seriously so easy. I've spent months perfecting my latest preset and each one in my collection provides a unique and beautiful outcome. I cannot wait to see your photos come to life. Visit detailsandswirls.com slash collections slash presets or visit the description of this podcast for the direct link. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today I'm joined by a special guest. I have a fellow Rhode Island small business owner on the podcast, Ashley Williams of Ashley's Macrame. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to jump in and chat all about your business. I have not had a macrame artist on the podcast, so I'm really interested to just hear more about just your entire business as a whole, the art of it, and just you and all of your skills and everything like that. I'm excited for us to chat through everything. If you just want to get started by giving everyone maybe just a brief personal background on you and kind of how you got into the world of small business. Yeah. So as Danielle said, my name is Ashley Williams and I'm originally from Albany, New York, and I came to Rhode Island for college and I just kind of never went home. I graduated in 2016 with a marketing and web development degree. And from there, I got a job in the travel industry working as a graphic designer, funny enough. And I had been working in that role up until the pandemic, which unfortunately I was furloughed because of the circumstances. And I really had a lot of time on my hands. So I decided to kind of dive into different art forms and I was ordering a bunch of things off of Amazon. I did a paint kit and then I ordered a macrame kit and I used a YouTube video to learn how to make a plant hanger. And I just kept nodding and nodding, as I would say. And eventually I had too much stuff to know what to do with. So I decided it was time to open an Etsy shop. And that was in September of 2020. So it was a few months before I decided to hop into the Etsy shop. And then I got onto TikTok and that's when I landed on small business TikTok. And it's really thanks to other creators that helped me learn the ropes of how to utilize social media to grow my small business. And it's kind of just been growing since then. 
That's awesome. I've been loving watching your small business grow. I feel like every time I hop on your Instagram or on your page, there's just so much growth and everything you're doing is just wonderful. And I love to see it. I always think it's funny whenever I talk to other small business owners, I feel like a lot of people have the same kind of start to their small business where they kind of like fall into what they're doing in their small business. Like it's not like this passion that they've had for so long. Like it's not like you were doing macrame like your whole entire life. It's kind of just something that you felt into and then just developed a love for and then grew your business from there. So I always find it interesting because so many small business owners are just creative, like in general, like I'm sure you probably could have done a million different things, but landed on macrame, which is just really cool. And I also didn't know that you're such a big traveler, which I know doesn't like completely relate to your business, but I just find that really interesting. If you want to kind of give a little background on your travel experience and kind of how that has influenced your business in different ways. Yeah. So I started traveling really internationally in high school. It's all thanks to my grandmother. My first time traveling internationally besides Mexico or the Bahamas was to China and it was on a group tour. And then shortly after I took another group tour with people from my high school to Italy and Greece. And ever since then, I have not been able to stop traveling internationally most of the times on group tours. But since I studied abroad in college, I kind of traveled all throughout Europe by myself. So I travel guided tours and independently all the time as much as I possibly can. And I think one of the things that relates to my business and traveling is that with anything, right, you have to make time for your passions and travel is one of my passions. So I have to make sure that I'm not holding myself back from traveling, even though I might have a deadline to hit in my business or an opportunity for a vendor show or something like that. I need to remember, you know, they're both my passions and you need to balance that. I love that. And it's so inspiring because I know I've struggled with, you know, taking time off and setting those boundaries, especially when you run your own business. Like you get to a certain point where you feel so confined by like the schedules, even though you're setting your schedule, you just you start to feel confined. And I've gotten better definitely over the past year of like, okay, I can go on a trip. I can make it work. I just need to plan around it. And I think that there's a lot of small business owners out there who feel like they can never take a step away from their business and just watching you and your travels is just really inspiring to see another small business owner like going and doing something that they love. Like I think last year you went to France, Colmar, because that's one of my like top, top travel destinations. Now it was just so inspiring because I was like, okay, this is something I can do in the future. Ashley's out there. She's doing it. She's traveling and I just love to see it. Yeah. I love being able to share it on my Instagram and with my community as well. I just try not to overwhelm them with the travel content and And I also ask them, you know, do you want to see more of this? And I like to relate it back to my business as much as I can while I'm traveling. Like, as you know, a lot of my content is pink, similar to yours. And so I'll try to find like a pink wall and integrate that into my content while I'm traveling. That's really interesting. And one other thing, and then we can jump away from the travel into more of your nitty gritty business stuff. But whenever I talk to other small business owners, whether they're in, you know, like an inspiration rut or trying to figure out like where to launch new products from without, you know, just drawing inspiration from social media and this or that, like I always say, like get out in nature or go and do the things that you love to do and see what those passions will inspire you to create. And traveling is one of those things that unknowingly 
really just inspires so much in your business, whether that be from different textures or different products or different color palettes. Like I really do think it's an underrated way of getting inspiration. And I'm not telling everyone to like go book a trip to Europe, but even just like traveling to a new coffee shop in your town or just traveling somewhere that's new to you and outside of your box, you really just do get so much inspiration. So I'm sure like indirectly that has also helped your business so much. Yeah, I think if you know the business, you know, I sell a lot of colorful products and even the products I have that I quote unquote mass produce as much as one person can, I offer them in a range of colors. And I think that I don't know if I draw inspiration from travel or what it is, but I think the correlation between travel and the places that I like to go and see and the things that I like when I'm traveling, like Colmar, for example, is a bunch of colorful buildings sort of reflects in my work as well. It definitely does. I feel like I can see it and everything you do is just so happy and joyful. And I just love your content so much, which we can kind of dive into content and your background. Because as you mentioned, you have a background in graphic design, which doesn't go unnoticed at all, especially in your Etsy shop, your listing photos, your social media in general, like the concise nature of just all of your photos and everything really stands out. And that definitely has to do with the background that you have in graphic design. So if you want to kind of talk through how important that background has been going into your small business. Thank you for the compliment. I think where it really, I see the influence the most is with my packaging. And I see a lot of comments in my TikTok videos all the time. And I even get messages from customers about how nice the packaging is, how much they appreciate it. And I think like many businesses, one of the things you want is for it to be an experience when people buy your product and having the ability to make beautiful packaging supplies kind of allows me to create that experience and I'm really grateful for that and to be able to create social media graphics is just sort of I'm just grateful for it. That's awesome. It really does stand out and it's one of those things that I don't think is overlooked because I think that small business owners really do try to focus on their overall brand image and everything like that. But a lot of times it's just overwhelming because you don't know where to start, like see what other people are doing. It's like everyone's stuff looks so much more put together and it's just difficult. So just starting with like baby steps, getting your packaging together, making some matching graphics and things like that really does go a long way, especially on Etsy, because obviously there's a ton of small businesses on Etsy and it can be difficult to stand out. You know, you don't have your own full-blown, full website on Etsy. So really focusing on creating that branding within Etsy, I find really helps businesses stand out. Whenever I'm on Etsy searching, there are just some businesses that pop more than others. How has your experience been on Etsy? Because I know you've grown your entire business through Etsy and are flourishing. You have over 700 sales. So how has that kind of journey been for you? I would say, first of all, even being a graphic designer, it's a journey getting your branding exactly where you want. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever be exactly where I want it. I've even already rebranded since when I first opened my shop. And that's kind of just learning like what's trending in the small business world, what people are looking at, what's grabbing people's attention. And then you just kind of adjust your your content and materials as you go along. So don't be intimidated if you know, you're know you not a graphic designer and you don't have all of this ability to make things like you will get there. I think 
think with my Etsy, like you said, I'm able to customize it as much as possible with the graphics I can create. My experience with Etsy has been wonderful because being a person with a full-time job and balancing a small-time business, I don't have to put all my effort into driving traffic to my e-commerce website. Etsy kind of brings in those clients for me. So I really just have to focus on the SEO and kind of tightening up my listings so that I can make sure that they're high on the search in Etsy. And yeah, that's definitely an underrated pro, I think, of Etsy that a lot of people often overlook. Because especially like you mentioned, if you are still running your business as a side hustle or if you've been running your business as a side hustle for years and years and years and just want to continue to run it that way, there's only so many hours in a day. And it's really nice to be on a platform that is automatically driving people to your store without you having to be the sole person who's doing absolutely everything to drive all of your traffic to your individual website. So I always tell people who are just getting started, like, go for Etsy. It's the best way to get the most eyes on your small business just getting started. And then you can always move on grow from there. How has your experience been running a business on the side of having a full-time job? Because that in itself is just also something that I feel like people talk about all the time. Like, oh yeah, I have a side hustle. Like I work full-time, yada, yada, whatever. But like no one actually talks about the day-to-day of like just how much it can be and overwhelming it can be. So how has that experience looked like for you? It was really interesting because at first when I opened my shop, I was still furloughed. So I had all the time in the world to put it in the shop and get it started. And then I went back to work and I was like, how am I going to balance this? I think one of the most important things to remember and pieces of advice, which I still need to remind myself all the time, is don't overwhelm yourself. Like don't set really hard deadlines for yourself or be realistic about those deadlines. And also don't get down on yourself when you can't meet those deadlines for whatever reason. I think another big thing with managing both jobs is to plan and organize as much as possible to, you know, batch content or, you know, plan out what Instagram posts you're going to make that week and what time you're going to post them so that you're kind of prepared and ready to do that. So time management is really a huge thing. I like to set aside time on weekends when I can to get work done, to do photo shoots or whatever I need to do that week. And then above all, I think is to make sure that your business and your craft remains a passion so that you're not dreading having to quote unquote work in your free time. So for me, like macrame is still an outlet for me. It's sort of like my therapy. And so, you know, going to work after work is not such a bad thing. Which is a great outlook to have. And I really love that you said to set realistic goals, because I think that's one of the things that can really be detrimental to people when they set all these crazy goals like I do this still to myself. I have to catch myself. Like if I say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to get through ABC, like the whole entire thing. And it's like, all right, let me take a step back. Is that at all realistic? Like, no, let me pick, you know, two things that I know I can accomplish and then whatever else I get done, then you feel great because you already accomplished, you know, the two things on your list. So setting the realistic goals and the organization, I'm like 100% behind you on that because things can just get out of hand so quickly when you have so much going on. So just having a plan in place really just 
just goes such, such a long way. And even with running your side business, it's not just fully online. You do vendor markets. I know I'm so inspired from you because I'm not really in the market world and we're in, you know, the same state. So sometimes I'll see some of the markets you're at and I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. Like maybe I should look into, because I'd love to do some markets someday. It's been something I've wanted to do, but just haven't really gotten around to putting all of that into place. So how did kind of you get into doing vendor markets and what do you love about them? I have always loved going to craft fairs and markets just my whole life. I have loved the little booths. I've admired them and I've always thought to myself, like, I want a booth someday, never knowing what it would be. And so when this kind of became more of a reality that I was like running a business in 2021, I decided, well, maybe I should get myself out there in the community. And I think that's really one of the best things about it is being able to connect with your community and seeing people in person representing your brand. I feel more connected to my brand and my work when I'm out there, kind of like my face is right next to my work and I'm representing my brand. So yeah, I think it's just a really great way to connect with your community. That's awesome. And I feel like it's just a fun, different outlet from just being online behind the screen, just connecting with people through social media and just connecting with customers through Etsy or through email, just through the screen. It really makes such a big difference when you meet customers face-to-face and you can interact with them and they can ask you questions. Like the few times that I've done pop-up events or just events in person, I always walk away feeling so like proud of myself and so accomplished because people are genuinely so kind and really appreciative of all of the work that we do as small business owners. And it's really nice to just meet people in person. And I am a huge proponent of getting in to your local community. I know I talk about this all the time with like the wedding rental side of my business. My business grew so much at first with my wedding rentals because of the local network. It wasn't because of social media. It wasn't because of anything online. It was because of word of mouth in the community, which I think is something nowadays that people really overlook because of TikTok and because of all of these crazy big things on social media. So have you found that at your markets that you do, either you have returning customers or people who may even find your business at a market and then like purchase down the line? Absolutely. I have people who have messaged me before they know I'm going to be asking for me to put something aside for them. Or I've had people come in right away. You know, I've already posted what's on my table and they come in right away looking for that specific thing, which is really cool. Like I know they came directly from seeing me on Instagram. And another thing I love about doing shows is that you get to see really in person how different your customers are like what they're attracted to and not everybody likes the same things or you know just their different interests is really fun to observe i wouldn't even think of that it's like doing market research but like it's literally right in front of you because you can just see what they're gravitating towards i love that idea so much for anyone who's listening who may like want to get into markets in their own area how did you kind of go about finding your first market to attend. I know that you said that you used to attend markets. So was it one that you used to go to kind of looking that up or how was that kind of process? Yeah. So I live in Providence, Rhode Island, and there's a big flea market, especially in the summers along like the main 
river here in the city and I used to attend. And when I decided it was time, I just sort of researched them and did the vendor application. And since then, I've applied to other vendor shows as well. And usually those come from like word of mouth from other vendors, which is another great thing about going to vendor shows. You meet other vendors. So not only connecting with community members who just live in the community, but other small businesses become your friends and they become sort of like resources to you. So a lot of people have recommended different shows to me. So I've applied to those. But with all of the other things we talked about, like I said, I have a full-time job. So I have to remember that I can't take on every show. I have to do the ones that I think are most valuable to me or that fit into my schedule. Right. Of course. Well, that's great to know. So for anyone who's listening who may be thinking about getting into a vendor show, like just look some up, see if you can apply. It doesn't hurt just to like put yourself out there. Maybe just try one and see where it goes. I'll definitely put that on my list for 2022, 2023. We'll see. Hopefully I can get myself into one. <laughs> I would say start small too, because it can be very overwhelming to do these shows. So one of my first ones was actually just a small pop-up within a little craft store. And that was a great first experience because I was able to you know, set up my products and talk with people, but it wasn't overwhelming at all. So it was a good start to getting out in the community. That's great. I love that advice so much. One of the other things that you're doing that I'd love to talk about is wholesaling, which again is something I'm so interested in. I love hearing other small business owners take on wholesaling because I think it's a really underrated avenue for small business owners. Obviously, depending on the types of products that you sell, some products really don't lend themselves to wholesaling, but some products really do. So I know that you wholesale on FAIR, which for anyone listening, I mentioned FAIR in another guest interview, I will probably be able to look up the guest interview and leave the interview in the show notes, but we just talked about it briefly. And I'd love to hear your take on FAIR, how long you've been on and kind of how wholesaling has looked for your business. Yeah. So I'm still very new to it, but I saw so many TikToks from fellow small business owners that were like, here's your sign to start selling on wholesale. And it was all of their success since they started in such a short amount of time. So I decided I was going to take that leap. And I only listed the products that, like I said, I quote unquote mass produce, like my wristlets and keychains and wine charms. I could never get it into, you know, putting wall hangings or anything like that. So again, starting small and, and it's only been, I'd say two or three months since I've gotten on there. I've had a couple of orders, one being a huge order of 180 keychains that I'm actually still working through. So, you know, again, this ties into the time management and it's kind of put other things just for my regular Etsy shop on hold. So it's, you know, you have to deal with the balance when you're starting wholesale, but it is giving me so much hope seeing these kind of like bigger orders and a bigger capacity that your business can reach. Like it makes me feel like I can take this a lot further now having been on there for even just a short amount of time. That's great. And it probably just opens your eyes to a whole new world of business because I know we're so used to, I'm so used to just that like one-on-one customer consumer purchase, like that's kind of it. So to know that there's this a whole entire other world out there of wholesale and it's like a whole other business in itself is pretty cool, even for something just to keep in the back of your mind. And again, knowing your limits, knowing what you can take on, maybe you can't fully jump into like everything right this second, but just getting your feet wet 
what and doing it little by little, I think is always a really good thing to keep in mind if it's something that works for your business. Now, I know that you mentioned that you do do larger pieces like your larger wall hangings and things like that. Do you have any like crazy custom orders that you do? Do you even accept custom orders? Because I'm sure like any small business owner, you probably got lots of requests for funky different things that are custom and personalized and things along those lines. I do get a lot of requests for custom pieces, especially right after I post about a custom piece. And I say bring it on. I I think the most interesting, one of my favorites was this girl I actually went to high school with reached out to me and she is now a fellow small business owner. She's a baker and she wanted a piece that would hold all of her rolling pins. And when she approached me, she said, I've never seen anything like this on the internet. I can't find any examples, but describe to me what her vision was. And I kind of took that vision and I ran with it. And I ended up making one of the coolest pieces, I think, that I've ever created. And she loved it. And it held four rolling pins and it hangs in her baking area now. Wow. Isn't it so interesting that sometimes products can just come out of a request from a customer? I know that that's happened to me and I've seen it happen with other small business owners too. It's really awesome when it's like that example is perfect. When someone comes to you like, hey, I know this may be crazy, but I was thinking this, like, is it possible? that you could do something and you kind of just take a leap of faith and it's like, why not try? And then who knows, someone now may see that you made that and send it to their friend who's a baker, send it to this person. And then it gets going from there. And it's something that you probably would have never even thought to create from the beginning. For sure. It's so much fun. That's awesome. Well, this has been so much fun chatting all about your business. I always ask people, you know, towards the end of their interview, kind of where you see your business heading towards for the future. And I know it's so hard to kind of pinpoint exactly because one small business is just crazy. And just being in the creative industry, you know, you could come up with an idea tomorrow that you never even knew existed before. So it's so hard to kind of forecast. But what are some of your goals for the future for your small business? And today to just keep growing. I mean, the realistic goal right now is to just keep growing on wholesale and to eventually open up my own e-commerce site. As much as I love Etsy, I want sort of that more personalization and just be able to have my own site eventually and to start an email list. You know, these all seem like basic things, but again, juggling the two, two jobs, it's kind of taken me longer to get there. You know, a little step further than that, I would love to eventually do macrame full-time. So I'm hoping that selling wholesale kind of gets me there so I can start putting more time into creating and selling. And then huge long-term big goals would be to eventually open up a shop here in Providence, kind of like a craft shop is the vision. And I would love to do like paint and sips, but with macrame. I love that. All amazing goals, even from what seems littlest goals to the biggest goals. Like I love that you mentioned an email list because that is like a true goal and it's not an easy thing just to like do and keep up with. And that's still like a very nice goal to have. It's not, you know, you know what I'm saying. That's awesome. I am really excited to just continue to watch your business grow. At the end of every episode, we have like a figurative detailed diary. Then we just write an ending note of inspiration to the listener. So if you have anything that you want to end with for anyone who may be listening. For sure. Today, I'm writing down whatever you do, make it uniquely yours. This is kind of a quote that I came up with to just remind me that, you know, it's easy to be influenced by other things that you see out there. But in order to stay and now and kind of stay true to yourself, you just need to make everything uniquely yours. Everyone has their own journey and no one is like you 
So you should embrace that and infuse it into your work. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a lovely interview. I'm going to leave all of your contact information, your Etsy shop, social media pages, everything in the description of the podcast and in the show notes so that everyone can find you and check out your page. But thank you. It has been wonderful chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.